From LibertyCast Studios and the Defenders of Capitalism Project, here's another capital idea from your host, Mike Williams. This is Mike Williams, defender and champion of laissez-faire capitalism. I am a proud and unapologetic defender, advocate, and champion of laissez-faire capitalism, the only moral socioeconomic system ever devised by human beings. This is a podcast about just that, about capitalism. This is our very first episode, and we're going to talk about the who, what, where, and especially the why, why we're doing this podcast on capitalism. Why would anybody do a podcast on capitalism, and why would somebody connect it to the word morality, the moral, the only moral case, the only moral system devised by human beings? I mean, who uses those words in the same sentence? Capitalism, okay. Morality, okay, I guess. Uh, but capitalism as the only moral system, the only moral socioeconomic system devised by human beings? Isn't there enough capitalism and capitalist talk out there right now? Why would we want to do a podcast? Are we already surrounded by capitalism and capitalists? I mean, we live in the most commercialized era of all time. And by my book, that's a good thing, a beautiful thing. Commercialism is about commerce. Commerce is about trading, which means trading values. I produce something of value and you produce something of value and we trade. Value for value, win-win. I get some of your good stuff and you get some of my good stuff. Yeah, I know that sounds like a barter economy, talking about trading stuff. And of course, capitalism is sort of born out of bartering or trade, since we're talking about trading values. But we're going to define what capitalism is. You know, and it's kind of true. In one sense, we got nothing but capitalism all around us. But it's kind of bothersome to me that no one really understands capitalism very well. They don't define it. You know, it's this vague sort of, yeah, okay, business. And it's about economics and versus socialism or versus other isms. But how well do people actually understand the history of capitalism, where it came from, and what it actually is? So... One point is that we don't have it. I'm going to define it here in, in today's introductory session. We're going to actually define it by essentials. But today we have a very mixed economy in the U.S. at least and all over the world. There's no such thing as capitalism in terms of an actual system that exists today. In the U.S., the country that once was a beacon of freedom and innovation is now this big bloated, stumbling, bumbling, regulatory welfare state and it's going in the wrong direction. So that's part of my motivation. It's like I want to talk about capitalism and have people understand it better. The world, most people, most uh, people who are uh, thoughtful and, and contemplative about what's going on in the world, whether they're involved in politics or, or economics or, or whatever it might be, they know at their gut level that the world and our system is not going in the right direction. So... I'm concerned. I don't know if you are, but I'm concerned about you know how we're headed as a country and the fact that people don't understand the kind of system that we used to live under, what our founding fathers created, and how, what the connection is between that constitutional republic that was created at the founding and the system of day-to-day trade and production and how we try to live our lives. So point one is we don't have capitalism. Point two is 
why do people have this negative connotation in their mind about capitalism? Why does it have this sort of, uh, yeah, we know it, it, it's like the necessary evil. You know, okay, we, we know it produces more goods and services and, and we know we do better under capitalism. People do better under capitalism. They're happier and healthier and more generous and, and, and obviously more wealthy and have lots of lots more free time and, and every way you can measure goods from a human perspective, you find that under capitalism. But why do they hate it? Why do they not like it? Why do they have a negative feeling about it? Why don't they understand it better? Why don't they understand the history of it? So we're going to talk about that. But who is this aimed at? Who do I want listening to this podcast? I, I've kind of bucketed into three different categories of people that I hope will tune in and, and find some value here. The first are, are people who are producers. I'd love this to be an interesting and informative resource for builders, creators, people who are in any field, whether they're, whether they're interested in economics or politics, I don't really care. I don't give a damn about what your politics are. If you've built something, if you've created some value, I want you to see the connection between that productive process, that creative, innovative process, that, that, that process that you go through that you, where you're working, and you're working for something you want, and the system that allows for that, the system that allows for that in a maximum way, maximum freedom, gives you the opportunity to do that. So that's first. The second category of people I want to listen and maybe find some value here is people who are younger, maybe high school kids, maybe college, maybe that range of 14 to 24. Maybe I'm talking to my daughters here. That's the, the age range that they have right now. Uh, maybe they're you know successful in school. Maybe they're not. Maybe they're kind of rebellious. Maybe they're like, well, I don't really understand why I'm in school and what the value is. But they haven't gotten a, a comprehensive worldview yet. They're still open to ideas, and and they're chewing ideas. You know that that age between fourteen and twenty four is when people begin to have an identity themselves. They're they're kind of rebelling against what's going on so far in their lives. You know they're rebelling against their teachers a little bit. They're they're kind of separating from their parents in some way or another. Uh, maybe in a healthy way, maybe not so healthy way, but they're they're questioning what goes on with the world. So I want you know, those young people to be listening and, and understanding more about capitalism. And the third, the third group are people who are not conservatives. Uh, conservatives oftentimes think they already understand free markets and understand capitalism and they're defenders of capitalism already. Maybe they are, maybe they aren't. In fact, I think you'll find if you listen to this podcast, you'll find that many times the conservatives out there truly aren't uh, champions of free markets. But what I want are people who are maybe can they consider themselves liberals, not you know way off the charts uh, progressives. I'm okay. I'm, I'm certainly okay if you're a progressive and you're listening to me right now and I'd be interested in your feedback. But I want someone who's rational, uh, maybe has a historical perspective about this country, but they they don't understand markets very well. They don't really understand this system of capitalism, or they haven't had any kind of formal economics. So those are the three kinds of categories of people that I want to reach in this podcast. And so the other who, you know, those are the who that I'm talking to. But the other who is, well, who the heck am I? Who, what kind of credibility do I have to even be talking about this? So I'll give you a little bit of biographical information about me and why, why I have uh, views on capitalism. 
Mostly I'm a student of freedom, ideas, historical ideas, and economics. My day job is as a financial advisor and investment professional. I run a company called Altius Financial and have been managing money and helping people reach their financial goals for the last 35 years. Now, I think that kind of qualifies me as a capitalist. I mean, studying people and how they earn, spend, and save their money, how they invest, is a great training ground for anyone who wants to understand capitalism. And of course, studying investment opportunities, if you study businesses or, or any kind of investment class, how to allocate capital, should I buy this stock or should I buy this piece of real estate? Is this a good business for my clients' portfolios? Will this protect their security? Will it make money for them? If you study investments and productivity and profits and capital accumulation, all beautiful things, you should be able to understand capitalism on a, at least a very basic level. In fact, I think financial advisors and investment professionals, they should be the champions. They truly should be the champions of capitalism because a lot of times their clients are just involved in their day-to-day -day work and they want to make money. They want to have their portfolio grow. They want to grow in their 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 net worth and their security, their long-term security, but they don't have that background that financial advisors do of looking under the hood at investments or looking at under the hood at the economy and what makes it go, what makes a productive economy. So uh, having that background, I think, does qualify me both as a capitalist and, and someone who understands capitalism. And more, maybe more specific to the point, I've been teaching this mater material for about 15 years now. I run an organization called the Defenders of Capitalism Project. And so we take students through nine, a nine-month program associated with a leadership program where we're teaching them the connection of capitalist pr principles to the founding of America. What does it mean to be a free society? What are the historical roots of a free society? And, and, and again, what does capitalism mean in that sense? Um, I've spent some time in Europe. I've spoken on the what's called the free market roadshow. It's amazing how many countries in that are recently sort of liberated in the European Union or or maybe Eastern European countries who were part of the Soviet bloc years ago, but now are semi-free countries and they're they have a hunger for freedom. They actually, in one sense, have a, an, a, a even a greater appreciation for freedom and free markets than, than people who take it for granted in the U.S. or in, or in, in the Western countries. Um, so I've spoken throughout Europe on, on this free market roadshow. It's presented by the Austrian Economic Center. And those of you who, who know economics, different economic schools know the Austrian school is probably the most free market oriented. Um, so I'm also a member of the Montpellerin Society. People may know that from Nobel Prize winning economists. Uh, they established that uh, shortly after World War II, seeing the rise of nationalism and Nazism and, and fascism throughout the world, not just in, in Germany, but all over the world, uh, imperialist Japan. Even, even in the U.S., you could, you could characterize that, that time period as being a little bit on the fascist nationalist side. So the, the, this group of uh, Nobel Prize winning economists established the Montpellerin Society, a group that is committed to liberalism in the classical sense and, and freedom and free markets around the world. So that's kind of my background. Uh, hopefully that gives me a little bit of credibility. So let's, let's end this just talking about what capitalism is. Let's end our first session here and just touch on what we mean by capitalism. So what I mean by capitalism, laissez-faire capitalism, is a system where all, all property is privately owned. And the only role for government 
is to protect property rights. So you, you, we, in this sense, we view government as a necessary good in its proper role, which means that the only thing the government does is keep people from initiating force on each other. So domestically, that means protecting you from criminals, you know, protecting you from fraudsters, not having any role in the economy. And foreign, foreign policy-wise, that means you know, protecting us protecting our rights, our, our rights to life, liberty, property, and in the, in, in the pursuit of happiness from foreign aggressors. That's what the proper role of government is in a, in, a, in a capitalist society. All property being privately owned for the protection of rights. So capitalism is a system of individual rights with rights properly understood. You, you can't have a right to some other person's property or their production. What, is cap- what capitalism is not, and this is where people kind of get confused, capitalism isn't corporatism or big business or favorable toward business. Obviously, if you have a system that's freedom-oriented, where people are free to produce and trade with each other, it's organic that you have trade and business and the accumulation of capital and larger companies that, are, that you know, use economies of scale to produce bigger and better things. But it's not... The system itself isn't pro-big business or pro-business. It's pro-freedom. It's pro-individuals. It's pro-individuals being able to produce and trade with each other and accomplish great things. So it's not corporatism. It's not cronyism, which is you know, some of what we have today with this mixed economy. You know, and certainly when you end up having a large regulatory welfare state, you end up having business people or individuals try to persuade their congressmen or their legislators to, to be favorable port toward them or lobbying them. That's what we mean by corporatism or cronyism. So it's not that. It's not a system of, of anything other than freedom, uh, individuals being able to pursue their own ends, having the, having the freedom to do that. So we're going to explore this whole idea of what capitalism is how to defend it, what the historical roots of it are, how to defend it, how to champion it, how to become a better capitalist, how to be a better capitalist in terms of actually accumulating capital, which is a good thing. And uh, you'll hear me talking and we'll have some guests. We'll have some world-class economists. We'll have authors and business people. And and we'll talk about uh, movies, the movies that maybe portray capitalism in a negative or positive light or or TV shows or current, current culture. Uh, I have in mind for one of my future episodes to have my daughter on and talk talk about uh, a movie she was required to uh, to watch in co- in her freshman year in college. I think that'll be a good session where we where we contrast um, various depictions of dystopian worlds or what what uh, what kinds of things have been created by not being capitalist or 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 being capitalist. So I'm hoping you'll join me on this journey. You'll find some value and you'll learn more about the, the system that has been really responsible for all of us having much, much better lives. Uh, that is capitalism, the only moral socioeconomic system. <laughs>